Wrestling Informant 24-7. WrestlingInformant.com We are live, Wrestling Informant Radio, WrestlingInformant.com. What's going on, everybody? My name is Gary Cantrell, and joining us, as always, the great Chris McManamy. Hello, sir. Oh, I need to unmute you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hello. Oh, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> and it I wanna, goes great, man. I want to say what's up to all the uh, Periscope people that are watching us live right now. This is our inaugural Periscope broadcast here for Wrestling Informant. We're going to try this thing out. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, we don't know uh, if this is going to be a thing or not, but we currently have 23 people watching. So that's, I mean, I, I, that's got to mean something, right? I mean, that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, it does. Because, I mean, I tried it on my own. I get maybe five if I'm lucky. Well, hey, man, we're just, uh, we're happy to uh, see everybody here checking out the show. And we're going to be here for a little while for the next hour live on Wrestling Informant radio.com check it all out or wrestlinginformant.com not wrestlinginformant radio jesus christ um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh first things first before we get started for those of you guys that are brand new to our podcast what you want to do is go to wrestlinginformant.com slash amazon and check out uh you know amazon i mean hey you shop there i shop there everybody shops at amazon so what you want to do is jump in support us help us out do what you guys can look at all the people filing in here welcome to our periscope everybody so uh look chris this has been a crazy crazy week in wrestling battleground sure on pay-per-view and on the wwe network you've got the raw after we're going to touch base with all of this you got some of the new japan g1 climax stuff to talk about we yep. got a lot of things we're going to cover here, so let's not waste any time at all, and let's get right down to the thick of it. And by the way, for those of you watching on Periscope, we're going to be opening it up to a Q&A in a little while, so make sure you stay tuned in and check us out. Keep it locked, because we are going to open up a Q&A session where you guys can throw questions at us, and we're going to answer them live on the air, live at WrestlingInformant247.com. Now, that being said, the first thing we need to talk about, Chris, is Battleground. That's yes, what we got to talk about. The big ending that everybody's talking about. The Undertaker returning to the WWE, uh, avenging the uh, end of the streak with Brock Lesnar. So, uh, you know, hey, man, what what's your thoughts, your initial thoughts on seeing the Undertaker back? It was kind of rumored here and there. So what's your, what's your take on that? Yeah, I try to, obviously, I try to stay away from all the rumors. But as, me, as me, I do as well, yes, yes. Yes, we do. Yeah, I, I don't bind to the rumors, and I wanted to be surprised. So I was just like, eh, whatever. You know, I, di I didn't put my stock into it, but it was cool. It was like the being eight years old all over again. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't even know so much as cool as seeing him on Battleground as it was the very next night where they had this, this gigantic brawl. Yeah. Uh, in the ring, and it went to the back, and it was awesome. We got somebody here in the... Uh, in the periscope saying they were there they were there at the battleground how did you like it hopefully uh, you had a good time but there was a there was this huge brawl on monday night raw i mean we're kind of bouncing yeah, back and forth but i mean it ties in yeah. how do you how do you not talk about this brawl man this is this <laughs> this is the first time i saw raw uh this person enjoyed it so thank you very much for sharing that with us we do appreciate that glad you had a good time 
And uh, I encourage everybody to go out to these events and check them out at least once. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe not raw. Are you a Heyman guy? Yeah, I'm a Paul Heyman. Please, oh, come on. Please, that, that, come on. That's a silly question. Let, let, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully our Q and A goes better than that. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. Go to uh, go to our uh, our podcast at wrestlinginformant.com. The Joe and Allen experience reviewing today the Paul Heyman DVD. They they usually review some classic stuff, whether it be on the network or whether it be on DVD or what have you. And they actually reviewed the Paul Heyman DVD. So this guy, this guy probably jumped in for the first time and had no idea what we're doing here. And they they talked about Paul Heyman. It was like a perfect plug. It worked out perfectly. We were able to like, yeah. you know, shoehorn in a little plug there. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, everybody's a Paul Heyman guy. Everybody's a Paul Heyman. Yeah, please. Come on. Uh, so you've got this big brawl on Monday Night Raw, and it really just felt like uh, it felt like the old days, man. You know, like the, uh, the old mean, SmackDown days. Well, not even just that. I mean, Raw, the Attitude Era, all this kind of stuff. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go back a little bit. Go back a few years earlier. But, I mean, with, with The Undertaker and Lesnar in that environment, it was like 2002, 2003, all over again. It was, they had their big championship views on SmackDown. It, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a crazy fight for sure, and they just kept it going. And I'm just thinking to myself, holy crap, man. Like, this was just this was awesome TV. That's how you sell main events. That's how you make some money, folks. You get people intrigued. You get people excited. This was a shot of uh, energy uh, right to the arm for the WWE because, you know, this is this is like a hot angle. I mean, it was just so awesome to see these two guys going at it. But, uh, you know, hey, the Undertaker returned on Battleground. He was on Raw the next night. Before we, before we dive into Raw, because there are people asking us about SummerSlam, and we are going to address our initial thoughts on mm-hmm. the SummerSlam main event, but just... Some quick overall thoughts on the Battleground show first, just so we can kind of be in order here. And uh, what, do you, what did you think about this show overall? Overall, I thought it was a great show. I mean, just I mean, there were there were a couple of hits and misses. I mean, the whole big, you know, they didn't have the Intercontinental Title match, but they did have that uh, three-way Divas match, which was incredible. I liked it a lot. I, I really did. I, yeah, I did too. And it was just overall a great show. And the the Cena Owens three. Yeah, I thought it was an oh man. Did you think it was better than the second one? <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, man. I have a hard time rating these matches because they've all been yeah. so damn good. And yeah, I'm I'm kind of passing the football down the field here, not one to answer because <laughs> I really liked all of them. I mean, honestly, I, no, I thought they, I think they're all good in their own unique way. And I know, look, I know people are upset about the you know him tapping out and they think it's you know it's over for this guy but i really think we just need to relax for a little bit i really think we need to relax because it's one of these things in my opinion that i don't see it as a burial uh is he no is he cooled down a little bit perhaps okay yeah he was he was he was pulling apart guys in this pull apart brawl which is what uh you know people are saying oh my god he's he's with all the jobbers he's in the pull apart brawl i just think we need to pump the brakes a little bit and just relax because this is a guy who came on the main roster in his first feud, took out John Cena. John Cena. This does not happen often, guys. Right, and the fact that right away he's working with John Cena. Right away. How many, how many NXT guys get to work a prolonged angle, a multi-match feud with John Cena right out of the gate? How many guys come in and have four t-shirts in the shop zone right oh, out of the go. gate? Merch. Selling the merch. Did uh did Adrian Neville come in and get all that? No, and I mean he's oh. a great talent, and I and I hope to see him uh, thrive on the main roster. But I just don't. I think it's too early for everybody to to kind of knee jerk and say, "Oh my God, it's over for Kevin Owens." It's not over, folks. Uh, you know, I, guys come up and come down all the time. It just happens. So 
yeah there you go yeah it, it's uh yeah it, it's it's we got a long way to go it's it's still early it is i i, I <laughs> uh by the way uh red Sox in the uh periscope chat here complimenting how we have you in the audio yes we have the board hooked up through the periscope so yes sir everything you're saying people can hear we're going to do this tomorrow on the shoot as well with i mean obviously unfortunately people have to look at me and i'm i, I apologize i mean <laughs> look at me right i mean so i apologize for that but eventually <laughs> eventually folks we're going to get to the point where we can get everybody in so it's going to be awesome it's going to be good just hang tight throw the hearts man the hearts people love the hearts. just keep you know hearting tapping away man yeah i see you guys firing up keep that up we do appreciate yeah, t- that t- tap around gary's forehead right there just keep <laughs> tapping well if they hit the forehead i don't think it's going to count but anyway oh it does it counts i look guys i appreciate it. yeah flood those hearts look at those hearts flowing all right oh my hell yeah <laughs> all right so back to kevin owens okay uh, just relax people it's gonna be all right kevin owens is gonna be just fine um yeah. it's gonna he's gonna come up he's gonna come down it's gonna be all right it, uh, just just relax i promise okay uh, but this match was good, man. I mean, look at all the offense that these guys got. Look at what well, look yep. at what they gave Kevin Owens. Yeah, he tapped, but it's not the end of the world, everybody. Just relax. That, that I mean, that's really that's really what I'm trying to say is just relax. Yeah. He's gonna be fine. Yeah, there's there's no problem. Everybody said, "Oh, he's getting buried." Why didn't Cena lose? He, it's like enough already. Okay, that's the problem with the wrestling society. It's such a knee jerk, knee jerk reaction to everything. Definitely. Uh, was, one question like, here: uh, Do we see Brock in the title picture? Not yet. Not yet. No, I, th- this no. will go into my thoughts on SummerSlam and beyond. So, hang tight. We're gonna. We are gonna get there. I promise. Uh, but no, I don't see him in the title picture right now at any point uh, really soon. <laughs> it's not panic mode for Owens. Not no, it's close. it's not. But you know, you know, what was kind of refreshing. It's like I threw that out there, and I was getting more tweets from people at PW Informant more people tweeting that they actually agree with the notion and not disagree. I only got maybe two or three really crazy knee-jerk people saying, oh my god, you got it dead wrong. You're so wrong. Oh my god, Kevin Owens, it's over for Kevin Owens. And I, I was so relieved that it seems like more people are getting it now. They're getting the bigger picture. Yeah, they are. I mean, Owens has got many places to go. You can put him with, with a Cesaro. I'd love to see a, uh, an Owen-Cesaro feud. That would give both guys something really cool to do. Hell, you could do it at SummerSlam if uh, if they decide to let Owens work both nights. You know, the NXT special and then SummerSlam. I think that'd be a great spot for him. I'd love to see that. I, oh, I would too. Yeah, I, uh, absolutely. I would too. This, this is a great point here in the Periscope. The, this person says, it's, it's only been a couple months and people are freaking out. That's right. This guy yeah, just yeah. debuted. He just debuted. He's three months in. <laughs> it's going to be all right. He, he just got here. If it's three years in, that's one thing. I can probably justify it a little bit. But yeah. it's three months they're out gonna, of NXT. They're going to cool him off. They're going to bring him down a little bit. And when the time comes, it, it, the WWE is like a puzzle piece, okay? Uh, yeah, a very weird puzzle piece. Do I think Brock Lesnar is cute? Is this a serious question? <laughs> <laughs> He's a stud, by the way. Okay. No, um, oh, enough of that. I think that, uh, you know, the WWE is like a big puzzle piece, and they got to find where the different pieces go together. So if Owens is the piece that fits where it comes to the championship or, you know, that kind of stuff, that's fine. You know, I mean, I mean, they have to figure out where it fits. And that's, that's what, that's what, that's what you got to do. And when it, when the right time comes, when it fits, 
then you go all out but see here's the thing this is what i see in lesnar versus owens one day yes i definitely see mm-hmm. that coming down the pike at some point this is what i think honestly john cena it's clear now he's going to fight uh seth rollins at, at SummerSlam. so you cannot have john cena lose right before he's going to go for a uh you know a feud with uh seth rollins i mean you don't want your top guy first of all your top yes he's still a top guy i know that upsets some people and oh he is you know, he, he's gonna be he will be a top guy until he retires yeah i mean it's it's one of these things of he's a top guy and you don't want to uh you don't want to have him have a big loss especially against a kevin owens right before he's going to go into this world title feud because honestly this is where you know people want to know what i think about SummerSlam. what what you think about it, i'll ask you as well but i really believe that John Cena is going to win the world title at SummerSlam. Uh, in the past couple of years, John Cena has not had good luck at SummerSlam. No. Uh, you know, losing to Brock Lesnar, losing to Daniel Bryan, losing to CM Punk. Clean. I, yeah, I don't, I, you know, I think now it is more than anything is his time to win the championship. And here's why. Because you've got WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. Yep. And I think that they want to put all these pieces, they want to find the right pieces, and that is their biggest guys. And yes, they want to play to the nostalgia because that's just what they do. They need to have their their best guy with the championship at WrestleMania. And honestly, this may sound crazy to people, but I think that John Cena may very well win at SummerSlam, and if not SummerSlam, possibly at Night of Champions. He may lose SummerSlam to swerve people and then win it at Night of Champions. But... I think he's going to get the title, and I think he's going to hold it through all the way through to WrestleMania. And who that person he's going to fight at WrestleMania, I don't know, but I just get this sneaking suspicion like they're setting him up to give him the belt for a lengthy run, going through Mania, having your biggest star with the biggest title at the biggest show. To me, it makes sense. What do you think? Well, let me ask you this. I'm going I'm to I'm counter with the question. Okay. Do, they do, title, do they do title, for ti- title versus title at SummerSlam? No, I don't think so. Oh. I don't you know that he, Seth Rollins... You think he's, yeah. So you think he's just going to be double champion? It's just gonna be, he's going to be world champion and U.S. champion? Well, he could lose it between now and then. That's that's another thing. Now, yes, if they have him lose it, it's like, well, damn, why didn't you have him lose it before, you know, maybe lose it to Owens and let Owens do the thing? But I'm kind of suspecting more of he wins it and then Stephanie and Hunter make him give up the U.S. title. They say, all right, you got the world title... You know, you don't need it. You need to you need to relinquish this, and then they do a tournament, or they have a a battle royal for the number one contendership, or something like that. But I mean, of all the people, John Cena could be the guy that could hold both titles. Yeah, but I mean, what is what what do you accomplish with that? Ultimately, that's I guess that's my question. I think that they should, if he's going to be the world champion, you really should free up the other belt. I think he's built up enough equity with the U.S. title now that the person who gets it, it should mean something for them. Okay. So that that's just my opinion. And that, like this person, this person points out in uh, Periscope, Kevin Owens is not going to walk into takeover with the U.S. title. So there's that as well. Good point, yeah, sir. That's true. That, that is a very good point. So I, I just see John Cena winning this title and going straight to WrestleMania. Honestly, I do. That's that's ultimately what I see until I see differently. Now, speaking of SummerSlam, we got Brock Lesnar. We got The Undertaker. We've got the uh, the rematch 
from WrestleMania 30. This was made official on Monday after the, or, you know, after all this yep. stuff went down. And they're they're billing it as the main event. They are billing it as the main event. So that that is also interesting. The fact that this match yeah. will close. But I, you know what? Here's what I thought. I, as much as I enjoyed this thing on on Monday. I got to think to myself, though, Chris, like, you almost keep these guys off TV for the next four weeks because how in the hell are you going to top what you did Monday? I mean, that that angle right there is almost like an angle you run on the go-home show right before SummerSlam. <laughs> right. You got you got Paul Heyman, you got The Undertaker, and Brock Lesnar, which does not happen very often. Yeah, I just, I I don't know how, how you build it for the next couple of weeks. I mean, does Undertaker maybe take out Paul Heyman, perhaps? Uh, or, you know, how do you do this? Is Undertaker going to show up for for X amount of dates? Is Brock going to show up for X amount of dates? Or do you just sell that, man, we're just going to keep these guys off TV until the week before, and then maybe we'll just do some crazy stuff at that point as well? Yeah, keep keep one of them banned from the building or something, or keep them both out of the building. Yeah, now I see here on the Periscope uh, people suggesting a Buried Alive match. Your thoughts on that? Ooh, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Just, just let the... I, not too much of a fan of a gimmick match for these guys anymore. I say just let him go. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna do any kind of um, oh, oh, I got one hell in a cell. That, damn it, Chris. That's this is why you and I work together because I was just gonna say hell in a cell. That'd be uh, you the could only, do that. Yeah, that would be the only quote gimmick match that I would want to see these two in on that stage because SummerSlam is the biggest stage of the summer. <sighs> You damn right it only, is. That's the only way I would want to see them if they did not have a traditional one-on-one match. And yes, uh, who's this? Uh, uh, Chase we, pointing we, out that it happened. Yeah, I know. It, it's been, we, they've done it before. We, yep. They well, WWE's done a lot of stuff before, and they, <laughs> they have. They, they've done a lot of stuff before, and they'll keep coming back to it. I thought this angle was so damn good on Monday. I thought it was so damn good on Monday that it's like. I can't believe they didn't get MetLife for this thing. Like, back before they were advertising where the show was going to be, before they had a venue, mm-hmm. when it was like New York, New Jersey, and yep. I immediately flashed back to when they called WrestleMania 29 New York, New Jersey. I thought mm-hmm. to myself, man, they should really run MetLife. I bet they could sell it out. With this match, with that angle, they could have sold that place out without a problem or came oh. damn close to it. Yeah, they would have had no problems. And even with Cena Rollins, too, as kind of the backup. Yeah. They could have easily sold that. And fill that fill that stadium. I'd love to see it. Quite frankly, I, I would love to see it. By the way, for those of you guys on Periscope, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Mash the hearts, guys. This helps us out in the in the. Uh, I believe it helps out in rankings and discovery. So mm-hmm. mash them hearts, please do. Look at that. Look at those hearts fly. Look at I, I love watching those things go up. It's awesome. Fluttering away. <laughs> there we go. I love it. Oh, thank we, you guys. Oh, there we go. Now it's coming. Mash the hell out of those things. So yeah. MetLife Stadium, I think that would have been awesome. I mean, granted, they're running Barclays. Barclays is cool. Don't get me wrong, but I think they could have done some cool stuff uh, in the uh, in the MetLife Stadium. Just my thoughts, and I'm thinking, you know, now with this match and with the other matches they're likely going to have, they they could have done it. That would have been amazing. So what do you what do you think? How 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 do you uh, how do you book the finish of a match like Undertaker? And Lesnar, look, I know we'll have a SummerSlam preview show in a couple of weeks, and we'll probably talk about this again when we had more shows to watch and more of the buildup. But, I mean, just just your initial thought. I mean, how do you book this match? Who wins? Who loses? How do you figure that out? Right now, and I'm sure my thoughts may change, but I would say The Undertaker 
gets re- gets his revenge. Okay, but then what do you do to Brock? I mean, does that damage Brock? I don't think so because he's already a quote unquote part timer. Okay, well, fair enough. So, uh, yeah, because I mean, he did, he's got limited dates anyway. But I don't I don't think it really hurts him. Maybe maybe just, not. Maybe you're it. right. I I don't I don't see it hurting him because he's so strong. Yeah yeah, Brock's gonna be fine. Fair enough. I I heard I think it was on Jr's podcast. He had another interesting idea of. What if you have Lesnar beat uh, Taker again, and then you have Taker do like a redemption thing for WrestleMania 32, saying, you know, if I can't beat you, man, I'm just gonna die or something. <laughs> Even though he's already a dead man, right? I may I may be paraphrasing there, and I have Jr's exact quote, but I want to give him credit because I thought it was a a hell of an idea. So you could do that. I mean. Yeah, you, you've got a couple of options, but it's got to end clean for me. I, I think it's got oh, it to be a clean be. finish all the yeah, way. Nope, nope, got to be. Nobody gets involved. It's just those two. Paul Heyman doesn't even get involved because he didn't get involved in WrestleMania. Just let them let them go. Let them have their match. Yeah, and I, I don't think that those guys are going to want some goofy ass wrestle pro wrestling run ins and finish. No, something goofy. I don't think they're going to want that. Nothing screwy, and I don't see that happening with these with these two. Yeah. So I do not see it at all. That's one thing I could probably guarantee that there's no screwy finish. I, I think another part of it is it's like, you know, the undertaker had this match with Brock at WrestleMania 30. I was there. And yeah, when, when, when undertaker lost, you know, you would have thought that somebody that there was like a sniper in the building and someone shot the undertaker <laughs> dead. I'm yeah. serious. You oh, would have thought I, he was assassinated in that building because that's what the people sounded like in the building. I saw people crying. I saw people leaving. You would not believe this stuff. So, uh, and the fact in the matches that he got hurt, and I just wonder what they these guys can do if they're both of hundred if they're both a hundred percent. What can they accomplish at that point? Mm. Uh, man, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, these, these guys have you know they had a hell of a match uh, you know before in years past. What can they do now when they're both uh, when they're both healthy? That's the big question, right? Because we all know Undertaker was not healthy at WrestleMania 30. We know that. Yeah, he looked much better at WrestleMania 31. Night and day. Some people are uh, asking about Sting here in the Periscope, and uh, I I've heard dare I say I've heard the rumor mill, if you will, uh, that supposedly running. he's gonna uh, fight Bray Wyatt. Or he's going to be in some sort of a tag match, teaming up with like Roman Reigns to fight Bray Wyatt. We saw the return of that, Luke Harper at Battleground. That just seems so weird. Yeah, Sting but you know, a, Sting's Sting kind of a weird match? guy, and and Bray Wyatt is definitely a weird guy. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. I guess you can shoehorn it in like that. I mean, if they tell a right story. But I, I just feel like the Roman Reigns story is just beginning in that, you know, I'd almost, I don't, I mean, I guess you almost have a match between those two again, Reigns and Wyatt. Uh, you know, you can continue this story on and try to make it even more interesting. Now that you've got Luke Harper back and you can involve him and who knows? Yeah, I I, I, just, I just don't know. I just can't wrap my head around a possible tag team match. Wyatt's could take out Ambrose and Sting comes in to help Reigns. There you go. This guy here right here in the... Uh, in the periscope, periscope figured it out man we need i think we need to make this periscope a weekly thing to where i mean we're yeah. getting some great feedback already and we do appreciate the interaction tap them hearts i didn't even have to ask people were already mashing them hearts so right thank you yeah thank we, you so much. we love we love getting ideas the all these creative ideas 
yes. what people think. Because it's not just you and me. It's the entire world. That's what uh, this is what we're here for, man. We're we're doing a yeah. podcast where we offer our thoughts, and then we want to hear from you, the listeners. And we've been doing the show now for almost a year, and the feedback in this past uh, eleven months has been incredible. So we're here. Yeah, to it's stay, been a lot folks. of yeah, and it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. This Periscope thing is really cool, by the way. I know <laughs> podcast people are listening, like, what the hell is this Periscope? What's going on with this Periscope? Well, if you download it tomorrow, the Periscope app and uh, at PW Informant and check it out, and you can watch the replay of this. We've got the board audio going through, so it's all clean and nice, and you can hear everything. So it's it's perfect. Uh, Sting says he is Wyatt's father. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that is interesting. Do we talk uh, indies at all? We've had a couple of uh, indie guys on the show in the oh, past. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Walking Weapon. Go back in the archives and check that out. Uh, who my buddy is, Rocky, my buddy Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero is here. Stokely, well, Stokely Hathaway is from uh, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Yep. Um, let's see here. Who was the other guy? The Gary J. That was an interesting Gary interview. Gary J. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, go back in the archives. I recommend to you to check that out. We do appreciate you coming and hanging out with us here. Uh, but when you get some time, check out podcast.wrestlinginformant.com. If you go back uh, in the last month or so, we've talked to some of these uh, indie cats and. They've been. They've had some interesting stuff to say. You know, it, it's hard to think of an interview because I I don't follow the Indies as much as Chris does, but talking to these guys and just kind of like picking their brains and getting their take on what it's like out there on the road is quite interesting. Like Rocky Romero, is he not younger than both of us? Is that what happened? Uh, no. Walking Weapon was younger than both. Josh Alexander was younger than both of us. I think Rocky's a little older. But Rocky like uh, had already he, traveled he, he, all over the world. Yeah. He's our age. I think he's he's around our age, maybe a year or two older. Oh yeah, he's been all over the world twice. I'm like, what the hell have I done with my life? This guy's all over the world. I said that to him, and he laughed. So. <laughs> and he's killing it in Ring of Honor and New Japan and everywhere else. Yeah, so check those out. We've also got some other interviews in in the archives. Uh, Del Welks, the Patriot, in the last couple of weeks. I know he's been doing the the circuit, the interview circuit, but uh, we've got an interview up with him if you, if you like our style here. Um, who else do we we had Alex Greenfield former WWE writer uh, a couple of times so we've got some good stuff so uh, check it out definitely check it out and by the way this will be a good place to insert just a very fast quick plug wrestlinginformant.com slash WWE it forwards you to the WWE shop tells WWE that we sent you and they break off a couple pennies off your transaction and throw it to us and it helps us keep the website going and the podcast going so thank you in advance for uh, supporting us we would greatly appreciate it. All right. So we've got uh, Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. We've talked about that. We've talked about uh, Kevin Owens and the freak-out factor of Kevin Owens tapping out. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the Divas. Let's yes. talk a little bit about that here as we reach the halfway point of the show. Um, what do you think so far about this whole uh, Divas, what do they call it, the revolution? Revolution. Yep, the Divas revolution. I think it is it is so refreshing. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it finally, finally. <laughs> it was just frustrating. I think I was more annoyed at people complaining about it and then still seeing it. People were the complaining about the, the new Divas? The old Divas. Oh, the old divas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just play about the old divas over and over and over again. It's uh-huh. like, come on, just please change this to shut these people up. <laughs> of course, that's never going to happen. Right. But no, I thought it was so cool. And actually, I told uh, I think I, t- I told uh, I told somebody this. I was like, it gave me chills. Just seeing seeing really these three. Yeah, 
just hearing the entrance, entrance music, Hello. Seeing, the, seeing these three come out on the big stage, getting their just dues, and just killing it. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm still uh, subscribing to the whole Sasha Banks thing. I I think oh, yeah. she, I think she's got the most upside out of all of them. Believe it or not, I think so too. Because especially after what I saw, because she's had some great matches. And I even I told uh, told you guys in our little uh, WhatsApp chat that uh, I would put Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch their NXT title match as a match of the year candidate. I think uh, I, I think I, I think all of these girls have shown some great things. You know, Charlotte and uh, Becky nope. Lynch, and I'm just really excited for where they go. I, I think it's going to be really awesome. So uh, I can't wait for Brock Lesnar versus the Undertaker. Who do you think will win? That's that's kind of what we were talking about before. We have yeah. no idea uh, right now. I, Chris thinks maybe uh, Undertaker needs to win. I think in maybe Brock Lesnar or maybe Undertaker. We'll see how that goes. Bailey, there's another name. They have not brought up yes. Bailey yet, but I want to see that. I she's a lot of fun. And she's actually on NXT tonight making her return. So I think she had an injury. Aha. Yes, I need to catch up on the NXT. I'm about a week behind on the on the NXT show, but yeah. uh Lufisto is fantastic. I will agree with you there. Now now care, catch me up on the Lufisto deal. What's that all she, about? She's a uh, big time female indie wrestler. Okay, indie wrestler. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um Oh, the the uh, the tough enough. Have you seen this yet? I, I finally am starting to see this show. Uh, I I kind of stopped watching it. Oh, you you are. <laughs> I bailed. I bailed. You already bailed. Yeah, after one or two episodes, I was gone. Aha! Uh-huh. You know what? I caught, I, I, I caught a little bit of Miz on Tough Talk. I'm. You know what? I think that show's a lot better than the Tough Enough show. To be honest with you. Yeah, uh, the Miz is more entertaining. A lot of people hate Paige. Really. Yeah, she's getting a, she's catching a lot of flag. That's I don't know. On go on, go on our Twitter feed. I think people would disagree with you. There, there's a, there's a hundred and fifty page accounts on Twitter that would probably be screaming at you right now if they could hear. Probably, you. <laughs> but from what I've, from what I've seen, that's just what I've seen. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, and, and then all the, um, well, that was the whole thing. The big thing about was it Patrick? Oh yeah, Patrick. He's going to be on three count Thursday tomorrow. This is an announcement yes. while we got you guys here in the, uh, in the Periscope. Three Count Thursday, they're a part of our internet radio network of wrestling shows, and they're going to be interviewing Patrick tomorrow, so make sure you check that out. Definitely give it a look-see, or a listen-see, or whatever the hell you do. (laughs) (laughs) Download the podcast, listen live, do whatever you can, support those guys, they're awesome as well, and uh, they're going to have Patrick on tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to hearing what Patrick has to say. So that's going to be really good, and of course we'll post it as well right here on wrestlinginformant.com. But you know what? I saw this show for the first time yesterday. I have cable back. It's a long story. I won't bore you guys with it here. Uh, but I saw this show, and I just I just thought to myself, you know, I thought, I like the, the whole tough talk better. You know, they, they interview somebody, and they, you know, yeah. they go through, and they just analyze the show. I think it's more, you know, unscripted. I think it's better. So, uh, what about Eva? She is returning from the ring on NXT tonight. Well, I'll watch tonight, and I'll tell you next week. Make sure yeah. you tune in right here. Follow us on Periscope, at PW Informant. I'll tell you all about it. No worries. Oh. Um, I think oh, it's, okay. it's going to be good. Yeah, I got something for you. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, you remember uh, Tammy Sitch, who was known as Sonny? Yes. Uh, yeah. Did you, see his face? Did, did you see his Facebook post she wrote? I have not, but uh, some people have uh, seen... Uh, so, <laughs> some people have seen I, her on Skype, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah, a few, a few people, but on Facebook she wrote, okay, I have I have it pulled up right here. Okay, who else thinks the two new red slash purple slash orange heads in the Diva division are butterfaces? Butterfaces? Yeah. And Charlotte and Princess Ashley really has in-ring talent? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And then Come she followed on. it. Yeah, and then she followed it up with, I've never been a fan of women's wrestling. Leave it to the men. And my opinion of how someone looks is my opinion. As if no one has ever judged me? Question mark, question mark. Please, dude. Well, I'm going to politely disagree with her. Um. Uh, oh, and then she wrote after that, on the other hand, I adore Lana. La- oh, she likes Lana. Well, because Lana doesn't wrestle. Right. I guess is why. Uh, Rusev, uh, he's one of my favorites right now. <laughs> yeah. I love everything he does every week now. His little quirks, I love it. But back to the Sunday, just just for a moment, if I could, yeah. I got to tell you, um, I, I'm just gonna have to disagree with her. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slam her here on the show, but I got to disagree. I mean, I, I think these women are really doing some cool things, and I think they're entertaining, and I think that uh, you know. I think that maybe Sonny should should reconsider. I think she should watch a little more of what they're doing on NXT and then maybe reconsider her comments. That's the polite way for me to say it. Or, well, you remember. Well, I think it's some of, some of that generation because remember when we talked to Buff Bagwell <laughs> back on the old show? Oh, and yeah. We, and he had his thoughts on guys like Batista and then guys like Daniel Bryan. CM Punk was too small. CM Punk. Champion, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Batista would be the <laughs> best guy to be world champion at this point in time. Wow. Yeah, so it's just stuff like that. He he had said that at the exact time when everybody thought he should not be the champion. That was uh, in that was interesting yeah. for him to say that. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was that was very very interesting of him to uh, to say that. That that is uh, going to be coming up in the archives very soon. We're going to be reposting uh, some of that stuff, and that interview got us a lot of press. It was it was that crazy. Uh, but oh, yeah, yeah, Sunny, I think uh, yeah, she's got some she's got some issues. She's been battling some demons, and uh, she's been I guess battling some crazies on Skype. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll leave I'll leave it at this. I went on Twitter one time. Um, she was fighting with somebody, and I went on Twitter and just looked through her mentions, and there yeah. were just people retweeting the hell out of some picture of her on Skype, uh, not in her best position. I'll leave it like oh. that. I mean, she was kind of like a Sprizzed Eagle, if you get, you know what I'm saying there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of wild. Yikes. So, Sunny, uh, interesting. Interesting. Very. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, the women, I think, are, are doing fantastic. I think that if you anybody watches it, you're going to figure it out. Uh, do I think Cesaro should be a world champion in the future one day? I think it goes without saying. That's obvious. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that you've got a hell of a, a heel champion on your hands where this guy could be, you know, he's he's a European, he's very cocky and arrogant, he's confident. I think you've got a hell of a character on your hands, and he's world champion who's going to beat him. You know, he's confident, but he can also fight. You know, he doesn't necessarily play the chicken crap heel, but nope. maybe he plays a just a, a confident, you know, ass-kicking heel. It's a rare thing these days. Maybe it doesn't work, maybe it would, but I think that he... He could really make he could really make it work. I think um, you put the title on him, and you're going to get some good matches for sure. And as a champion, I, I think the the sky's the limit with him. Absolutely. Any yep, no uh, any other thoughts on that one? Uh, no. All right. Uh, people asking us about Virgil. Oh my gosh. Yeah. God, Virgil. <laughs> Let me get me started. Vir- oh man. 
Virgil has a Kickstarter um, or what? a GoFundMe or something asking <laughs> to become a millionaire. Wow. Can I, uh, let me find this on, on our Twitter real fast. Because yeah, you, you got to find it. Although his Twitter has been, while well, you look for that, his been the most, some of the most entertaining uh, Twitter, you know, most entertaining tweets I've seen. By the, long time. by the way, we got another question here on the Periscope about uh, Kevin Owens. Could he be a champion? Absolutely. I think he'd be one of oh, the he, best that they would yes. have. Yeah, he, he will be a WWE champion eventually. He will. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he's a guy that can carry the company. There is no question. Yeah, that is dead. A shadow of a doubt. He is a guy that will be the leader of the, be the, leader of the brand. Take it into the future after guys like Cena and all of them are gone. He will be he he will be the guy. No doubt about it. Uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, Vir- Virgil and his uh, Olive Garden and all. <laughs> that was just great. Oh, here we go. Go fund me. Make Virgil a millionaire. Here we go. Oh my God. Okay, now get this. He's been doing this for almost a month now. Okay, almost a month. So one almost one month. Okay. No, now without looking at it, I'm not. I do not have it up. I swear. Knowing the character he is on Twitter, which by the way he's totally stealing Iron Sheik's uh, shtick on Twitter. By the way, I'm just, yeah, he. Is. I need to point that out. It's funny, but yeah. His interview with Sam Roberts. There's a video of it. I would recommend that if you want to watch something very awkward. Check that out. <laughs> All right, twenty twenty three days. Nineteen people donated. How much money do you think he's made in in twenty three days? Um. Uh, a thousand. <laughs> Try again, Chris. Try again. Higher or lower? Oh, just guess. Oh my gosh, you three hundred dollars. <laughs> Try again. Try again. Zero. One dot five dollars. Okay, you need to go up a little bit more. And by the way, people oh, okay. mashed it, mashed them hearts, <laughs> mashed them hearts on the Periscope. <laughs> One hundred and forty dollars. And how many people have donated? Nineteen. Ooh, and one hundred and forty dollars. He's almost there. Do the math, Chris. Yeah. Oh, I can do the math. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that is really funny. Uh, he, he's almost a millionaire. Let's see here. If you were to take a hundred and forty and divide it by nineteen, that's on average seven dollars a person. Now, some people have. Donate it more, obviously, but that's an average of seven dollars a person. That's what people think of Virgil. <laughs> a guy that's saying, "Hey, you pay me, and I'll follow you on Twitter." Can I can I recommend a better cause? WrestlingInformant.com/slash/Amazon. Yes. There you go. You buy stuff on Amazon already. I know you guys yeah. do. So you just go to WrestlingInformant.com/slash/Amazon. Amazon. They don't charge you anymore but they just kick back just a little bit our way and it helps us keep this podcast going, this Periscope action going on and uh, all that good stuff. So uh, support us that way and save your money with Virgil, man. I don't... <laughs> help Virgil become the million dollar man. That's the title of the page. Come on. Ugh. You're out of your mind. You're out of your oh, mind. Oh, man. Uh, two cool videos I saw today. We're not going to play them on the air because we're not going to do uh, radio uh, or video on the radio. But uh, we put it on our Twitter, at PW Informant. John Cena made some kid's day. You have to go out of your way to watch this video. It's oh fantastic. It, it is. I mean, it, I choked up watching it, and it made. I showed it to Mandy and my wife, and it made her cry. I mean, this kid, his day was just made. So yeah. you have to check that out. 
Um, also, there's another video that just kind of came out in the last couple of hours. We have not posted this video on our Twitter yet, but we will. Triple H offered a, uh, uh, a honorary contract to some kid named Elijah, and this yeah, kid, I saw a little bit of that. Yeah, this kid will be uh, at Raw in San Jose in August, and Stardust was his favorite superstar. He said in this video. Oh, wow. And so Stardust will stand next to him as he signs this contract to become an honorary superstar. Triple H said, I saw your video of you beating the crap out of Iron Man, and you are tough enough, and we're going to offer you a deal. <laughs> so, uh, you know, good good on these guys. You know, yeah, it's fun, yeah. it's fun to get on Twitter during a pay-per-view and try to be funny and bust balls. We do it all the time. But, you know, when it comes down to it, man, these guys do some cool stuff, and I think that that's it very, is. very honorable. I really right, do. Yeah, because you see all the people that just absolutely hate John Cena. How can you hate? Because I have never, ever said I've hated John Cena. Ever. Right. And I mean, just when well, he does stuff like that, how can you hate him? If you, if you go back to some of my older radio shows years ago, I, I might say differently, well, but I respect him. Oh, I know. Yeah. Old, old Gary. Yeah. Old, old, older oh. Gary. Or, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. would have said that. Exactly. Exactly. All younger, right. younger Gary back in the day. <laughs> exactly. Um, there was an article in uh, Fox Sports. Daniel Bryan interview talks about the first time he had sex with Bree, and none other than Sheamus and Ted DiBiase Jr. interrupted him. <laughs> that uh, wow. that's quite interesting. That that's an interesting that, little tidbit. Yeah, that's that's kind of a weird. <laughs> that's just a weird dynamic. He says, "Quote: We were naked and about to do our thing when all of a sudden we heard the sound of the door handle turning, and then the door popped open." Bree jumped out of the covers as Teddy and Seamus barged into the room, inebriated as can be with the oh, Bella no. and all that. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine, Chris, you know, let's say you were a single man, you were wrestling for the WWE, and you had one of these nice-looking divas, and you're about to seal the deal, and then you got the mid-card squad jumping in your room, uh, interrupting. Completely hammered. That sucks, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. That's some, uh, that's, that's, they're just blocking his fun right there. That's just, yeah. that's breaking guy code. Little, little C block there, we might call yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Little C block. Yeah. We are a PG show, believe it or not. We are. Uh, <laughs> and apparently he also had a, a blow up with Triple H after a match with Randy Orton. Ooh. Yeah. He said, uh, let's see here. Well, he doesn't say what it was about. He just said he got after a match. He got in Triple H's face, wondering what was going on, saying it was bull, you know, BS, and that, uh, you know, all this stuff. And then Triple H says something about you need to calm down, and Brian says no, you need to calm the f down. And then he says they were up in each other's faces, like about to Whoa. fight. Oh, fisticuffs! Yeah, man. He doesn't say when this time frame was, but uh, hey, you know what? Are you, what are you gonna do? I know Daniel Bryan has a pretty rough patches early on. Oh yeah, like where he was, he was. Problems with management. He wasn't the yes guy yet. He, he wasn't, you know, representing the brand like he does. Yeah, yeah. He had some bad times. And, in fact, he got released at one point. Well, yeah, yeah. We know we know about that. That uh, yeah. What was it? Uh, not SummerSlam. He came back at SummerSlam that year, but it was like a Raw before when the Nexus like took that. over. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, finally here, before we go to your uh, G1 coverage... TNA announcing their hey. Bound for Glory pay-per-view. See, we got TNA on the show. You see that? <laughs> uh, Bound for Glory announced for Charlotte, North Carolina on October the 4th. 
Yes, TNA is still a company. Yes, they're still running shows, apparently. And uh, they're going to be at the Copperus Arena in Charlotte, North Carolina, 8 p.m. Eastern, eh? 5 p.m. Pacific on pay-per-view. There you go. Eh? What? <laughs> what? What arena? What arena? The uh, Cabarrus? What? You're you're being silent. What what is the uh, silence for? Okay. That's it, kind of interesting. You think they put it somewhere a little bit more familiar? Well, this is TNA. They're running half the arena. They're not even running the full arena. Yeah, that's true. Ah, <sighs> times are tight for TNA, I suppose. Or for TNA. And the uh, I guess the advertisement is going to be heavily around the Hardys and Kurt Angle. So there you go. That should work out huh. quite well for them. Interesting. Uh, let's see here. Um, anything else? Um, let's see. Anything uh, else with the, with the going on with the WWE here? Let me just see. Checking uh, my notes cover, here. Over the Divas. Uh, let's see. Here's the <laughs> At least it's not a fire hall. Yeah, very true. This is very true. It's very true. Yeah, it's, it's not the fire hall. It's not the bingo hall. Ring. They're probably one step. Away. They're probably one step away from that, though. Yeah, I mean, Ring of Honor runs like nightclubs and makes it look halfway decent. So. Oh, and they they they'll pack the place. Yeah, EC3 getting. Yeah, EC3 is getting a raw deal. I think. Definitely, definitely. Because I mean, he's their champion right now. He's their champion right now. Yes, he is. All right. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the uh, G one. Ooh, yes. If you can get into that here, and um, yep. we'll uh, we'll talk about that. We'll see how far that takes us, and then after that, we may have a, a couple of minutes left over for some Periscope Q and A. Yeah. So how about that? So what do you got so, on this G one here, buddy? Oh, oh my gosh! If, if anybody out there, if you don't subscribe to njpwworld.com, it's eight bucks a month. It's like eight dollars, and comes a little bit and some change go out of your way and get it even just for this one month because that's how long the g1 runs the g1 runs they got 19 days of solid wrestling all right 19 days that's how long this tournament is and it's divided the g1 climax tournament it's divided into two blocks you have wrestlers in block a wrestlers in block b the wrestlers in block a will wrestle each other throughout the days throughout the upcoming days okay. and then wrestlers in block B will fight each other and then at the end the wrestlers with the most points in block A will wrestle the winner of block B and then you'll have your winner at the end of uh, August very cool it's like it's like mid-August so we had uh, let's see there were one two three. I'm trying to think how many mat- it was like a gosh I'm trying to think how long the show was it was a long show three but, hours uh, see, four hours what it was, it was about three or four hours yeah because they, they had some tag matches with the, some of the participants before. Okay. So they, they, they had some tag matches, like traditional tag team matches, three-on-three, four-on-four. They, they, they did a lot of those. But uh, so what, there were some... What was the big some, match? What would you say is the big match from the oh, show? Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. How do you pronounce all these names? I, I, I would butcher the heck out of these names. You'd probably mumble mouth them all day long. <laughs> You're probably right about that. I, I probably would. I was I was surprised though that uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, who is believe it or not the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, he got uh, Doc Gallows to tap out to the Anaconda Vice. Okay. But uh, the other match, uh, AJ Styles and Katsuyori uh, Shibata, that was a great match. I mean, just day one was just epic, epic matches. 
And another one that I really liked because they were so contrasting in styles, uh, Tetsuya Naito and Bad Luck Fale. Wow, very good. Because Tetsuya Naito is kind of a smaller guy, but then you got Bad Luck Fale, who's a 300-pound Samoan like new, from New Zealand. and 300-pound Samoan, you don't say. Yeah, shocking, <laughs> huh? <laughs> but just, just the contrast of styles. Okay. And it was a very good match, and Tetsuya Naito got the win there. Not very good. So uh, AJ, Sty- AJ Styles, man, wrestler of the year. Yes, <laughs> he's he's. I'm, my God, AJ Styles. Talk about, talk about reinventing himself. How is this totally guy not in WWE by now? Other than his southern accent and his size, although his size shouldn't be an issue. But no, how is this guy not even in NXT for Christ's sake? Oh, I know. So, you know, again, he's one of those guys like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, the guys that TNA just wandered. Yeah, definitely. And AJ Styles headed right now running the Bullet Club and just killing it in Japan. So now this G- absolutely killing it. Yeah, no, I I agree. This this uh this G one show. So it started on what was it Monday? Yeah, and block, they had block they had block A matches on Monday and they had a couple of days off. And I believe tomorrow morning block I believe block B starting tomorrow. That's morning. what I was trying to figure out. So. So it's not like it's every single day there's a show. They're no. taking a few days off. Right, because they travel throughout the country of Japan to different places. Okay, so they get they get all of Block A, right? You said they did all that in one night. Cause I, well, they, I'm, they, I'm, they, did a, they didn't do all of Block A. They did a couple, they did a couple of matches. Because it, it's it's, it is a point system. So, so what they do is they'll mix up the matchups in Block A and Block B. Okay, and then after they do some Block B matches, what, tomorrow, then they'll wait a couple more days and do the rest of the Block A's, or what? Well, what they'll do is they'll take, because everybody in Block A, everybody in Block A wrestled yesterday, in day one. Well, that's what but I just asked, and you just yeah, told me they yes. did half of the matches. Well, they did half of the entire matches. They did Block A, because Block A is one half, Block B is one half. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yes, I know, it's... Right. For somebody that has not followed this, it's kind of confusing. If you if you but, guys on Periscope think Chris is stupid, mash the hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. <laughs> mash them anyway. Yeah, uh, just just mash them. Why not? So yeah, so block A. So that half the first day happened yesterday. But then what they'll do is they'll shuffle up the the matchups. Right. And on upcoming shows. So I think tomorrow block B is actually getting underway. And here's here's who's in block B. I'll, I'll anyway. I, we got time. I'll go through a rundown on Block B. All right. Yes. Uh, we, quickly. We, I want. I want to. Le- I want a lot. At least five minutes for Q and A. I'll get. I'll get this real fast. We got uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion Kazuchika Okada. Right. We got the IWGP Intercontinental Champion Hiroki Goto. Okay. Uh, one half of the heavyweight tag team champions, the Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Ah, yes. Yeah. We got Unbreakable Michael Elgin. Okay. We got Satoshi Kojima. All right. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Right. Tomoaki Honma. Okay. Tomohiro Ishii. Man, you're you're good with these names. Okay, keep going. Yuji Nagata, who's been around forever. Yuji Nagata is in this block B, and Yujiro Takahashi of the Bullet Club. Okay, very good. Oh, we got a question. We got a question there. Intercontinental. Yeah. Uh, it's only been around. Has been around for ten years. The IWGP Intercontinental Title. They take this one very seriously. And in some cases, it, in, depending on who's who's working with it, more prestigious than the IWGP heavyweight title. I'm glad someone's taking their Intercontinental title seriously. 
Absolutely. This oh, they take everything. They take everything seriously, especially the Intercontinental title. Very, very good. All right. Yeah. Well, very good. Carl, yeah, Carl Anderson is awesome, by the way. Yes, he is. I, I would have to agree. Like the Carl Anderson. I think you guys are uh, buddies over there on the Twitter. Maybe you need to... Uh, me, me and half of the Bullet Club. Nudge, nudge, and wink, wink. We'll bring Carl to the show. Maybe. Pretty famous, though. Uh, all right. I'll make that happen. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we got a couple more minutes left. If you guys have any, uh, if you guys have any questions, we'll do our best to answer all of them. If you do them really, really fast, there's a chance we may miss one, and you may have to ask again. But we'll open it up now to the uh, the wonderful people on Periscope. Random questions. Let's see. Uh, New Japan and NXT are supposedly working together, so more guys there will work NXT. That would be interesting. Yeah. I don't think yeah, that's a I mean, there was so much as it was a statement. But yes, go ahead. Right, because I know William Regal. Uh, announced that Jushin Thunder Liger was going to be an NXT takeover. Oh, yeah. he Well, yeah, he will be. That That's going to be pretty interesting in itself. You imagine uh, some more guys showing up there. That, that would be really cool. Uh, that would be awesome. Like, if Anderson and Gallows just showed up. I mean, you know, a lot of some people are... You got the IWC. I, I'm probably one of the biggest Bullet Club marks in existence, but I don't know. Some people are saying, yeah, how cool would it be for a Bullet Club invasion? That would be and wild. I don't know. That'd be wild. That would, that would melt the internet. <laughs> it probably that would just would. kill the internet. Drop the mic, boom, done. They come out and, and take out, you know, Finn Balor and then oh, AJ Styles it, and, and has a match oh, with Finn Balor. I mean, that'd be pretty amazing, would it not? That would be interesting because uh, Finn Balor got kicked out of the Bullet Club before well, AJ Styles came in. The Young Bucks literally super kicked him out of the Bullet Club. If they if they bring Styles in, that'd be pretty crazy. Oh, Young that Bucks would be too. Awesome. Oh man, you know, is there another tag team on the planet that is more over right now than the Young Bucks? I'm not I can't sure. think of one. I am not finding one. All right, do we think uh, WrestleMania 32 will be the Undertaker's last match? Will it be against Sting? Uh, the first answer is I do think it will be his last match. That's my opinion. Um, will it be against Sting? This is very possible. A lot of people have been clamoring for this match. And I think that uh, if there's enough interest and enough people uh, tweet, call, write, whatever, maybe they will do it. Uh, however, if there is a better opponent ready to go for Undertaker, yeah. or if he decides, you know, hey, there's a young kid I want to put over, or whatever, or if they do, if they do have Lesnar kill him again, and they decide to have one more match, then they're going to go that route. But certainly, could be interesting to see Sting in that position against Undertaker because so many people want to see it. I'd love to see it. Why not? Yeah, and Stink has even said one of his dream matches is obviously The Undertaker. Oh, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Sting, Sting's gone on record in multiple interviews because people have asked him, you know, who, who's your dream match? He's like, oh, it goes without question. And it's not like a broken record, but The Undertaker. Yeah, no, that, that, I've, I've heard many of those interviews, uh, without a doubt. we got time yeah. for maybe one or two more questions. If you guys have anything, drop it on the Periscope, and we will get to it. Dead silence. Wow. Chris, nothing. You, we need like a Jeopardy music. Like if we're going to throw to the <laughs> video people, because there is a delay. There is a delay. There, so, there, is, a, there is a delay. Yes. So if we're going to throw to them, maybe we do like some Jeopardy music for the podcast people so they're not sitting there like, wait, did, did the podcast just stop? <laughs> yeah, what, what's, all this, what's all this dead air? All right, we'll take our last question here from, uh, who's that, Chase? Go ahead. What do you got, Chase? Type it in. Make it a good one, pal. We're going to end on a good let note it, here. Let it ride. Let it ride, man. Favorite wrestler as a kid? Oh, this is this is easy, bro. Uh, Hulk oh, Hogan man. all day long. Yeah. Oh, I was a Hulkamaniac when I was 
what, seven, eight years? Oh, yeah. I Hulk love Hulk Hogan more than I love my dad. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> who, well, who's... that's probably... Your, your, your real dad? Your yeah, biological? Yeah, you know uh, that situation. I, yeah. I do, because that's not really saying much. Yeah. We'll, we'll dive into that oh, tomorrow yeah. on the shoot if somebody asks about it. But, yeah, go ahead. Right, because I know back in 19, was it 1991 when he lost to The Undertaker, yeah. I was miserable. I cried. Yeah, I probably did, too. I was nine years old, and I cried. Thank you, Ric Flair, for making that. Yes, <laughs> making thank you. Thank you, Rick. Hey, that's you, a Mitch. good that's a good show to watch. Uh, Survivor Series '91. They had the build up with uh, Jake and Macho Man about the reptiles yeah. being banned. So check yeah, that out. Then, Macho Man got bit on. Then you get bit on the arm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. So is, is Hogan the same for you, or did you, did you have another one? Oh yeah, no, it was Hogan. Okay. Very good. Well, I think. That is going to do it for us today. Let me let me see if I got this little music here. There it is. All well, right. It's been so much fun. We want to thank you guys for joining us on Periscope, for downloading our podcast. We do appreciate the support. Uh, Chris, where can they find you real quick on Twitter? At Chris McManamy and at HC Tech Show. I'm at PW Informant. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for yeah. tuning in. Wrestling Informant 24-7. WrestlingInformant.com And we are clear from the air. Awesome. Hey, Periscope people, want to talk to you guys. I'll keep this open for another minute or so. We want to thank yeah. you guys so much for jumping in and hanging out with us. Uh, the, the numbers have been all over the map here uh, all night 